Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Tech Marketing Podcast. Joining myself, John, and Harry in our booth today is Emily, an account director from our wonderful media team. Emily, say hello to all of our listeners. Hello. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about some of the awards we've been nominated for and, and kind of diving into what makes it so special. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's going, to be, it's going to be a fascinating podcast to so stick, stick with us through it. So we've just been nominated for a Demand Generation Award, haven't we? Um, but before exactly. we get started, actually, why don't we te- tell us a little bit about yourself, Emily, your background. He's like, on one today, doesn't know yeah. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> but uh, Emily, tell us a little bit about your background and, you, and, you, and yourself. Why, why are you joining us in the, in the booth today? Yeah, so, well, I've been working in media, in B2B media for, for about six years, close to six years now. And um, so, yeah, I've always been in B2B. And um, so I joined, yeah, together about three years ago and... Uh, with John Mikkeli and we were about two people a long time ago and we started working with KPMG so yeah I've been working with KPMG for three four years on on yeah it's been um, very exciting very <laughs> challenging very um, interesting and then so yeah we we had uh, many campaigns uh, that we've done together on yeah the latest campaign we've done has been nominated for an award yeah which is um, what is that award again emily if you don't mind telling so it's listeners. um so it's a b2b marketing award and it's for best legion campaign or dimension campaign and the best corporate decision ma- um, maker campaign best best, cap- best sorry campa- best co- corporate decision maker campaign okay yeah. okay and so what what is like whenever i think you know best demand gen what makes up a best demand gen campaign like what what do you think makes has made it so special to get nominated and hopefully win by the well way. yeah and hopefully we'll win uh well i think um it, it's the whole program the whole campaign we've done together i can uh, obviously uh discuss it more how we come up to to that campaign to the, the approach the strategy the media channel mix uh but it, it's the results really that that came from the the campaign that have shown that we delivered over target, but not only that, we really delivered ROI for KPMG, and that's why uh, this campaign has been very successful. Yeah, and uh, th- this is, I mean, this is why I love demand gen campaigns personally because they are they normally have very clear metrics, don't they? They have you know, you know demand generation by definition you are generating leads, I guess, or yeah. in this case, I, th- I think for some of our clients, um, it may be like meeting requests and so on. So like what exactly. kind of KPIs did they use to measure measure that to be able to get to a, such a wonderful ROI? Well, that's why with this campaign, actually we we went beyond just leads because it's easy with demand gen campaigns to report on number of leads generated on cost per lead. So. Um, it, it's not, it doesn't show the actual results of the campaign, but for this campaign, we really, we really went beyond that. So not only on the number, so, but also on the quality, how many uh, opportunities it opened, how many meetings KPMG managed to, to get uh, from these opportunities, and also how many projects have been won and the revenues they, uh, they managed to generate out of those leads. And that's where we realized the 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 revenue was so much higher than the investment. <laughs> yeah, 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 which of course makes it yeah. makes a good a return on investment. ROI, yeah. Um but I think I think that's that that's key because so many of our 
um, our clients, when you know, when, when we talk to them about demand generation campaigns, they tend to just measure them in case of leads. Yeah. Um, and and actually, we were we were talking uh, as part of another uh, new piece of work actually uh, in the in the media team earlier this week around uh, you, you know leads measurement, just measuring using that metric, that KPI. It's it's a bit old school. Like it's it's yeah. I'm going to say it's probably marketing from 2015. Like now we're seeing this big shift towards revenue like really exactly. trying to hone on as that being one of the key metrics yeah exactly and i think that's um that's why it's been successful as well is because we collaborated a lot between the advertisers and us because obviously we have from our side we we are able to to report on the number of leads but we need to know from the advertiser when the sales team that's why the sales team need to work also with the marketing team so that we can have feedback on the quality so that we go beyond the metric that is uh, just about numbers but we look at the quality of what we generate because we can a campaign can deliver thousands of leads and all of them are not, not good. generating yeah, any yeah, results yeah. but on another one will deliver only 10 but the results are great because out of the 10 there were three projects on one project was amazing uh, revenue or amazing sales but how like how did you um you know we don't need to talk just around this particular case study but broadly yeah. about our clients like how do you measure lead quality in that case like how how would you what kpis would you put in place for that well, that comes a lot from that. That's why it's important for for marketers and businesses to to have their sales team in line with the marketing team because, um, unfortunately, uh, when you do media and marketing, you you are not able to to measure the quality because you are not the one who's gonna follow up on the lead, and you're not the one who will um, who will generate the 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 sales or the win the project um so so you need the sales team to be able to feedback to the marketing team so that uh, we can have the the quality because we can of course assess based on okay if a lead we have a very senior person in the right job function in the right company we can assess the quality of the lead but it doesn't mean it is uh, we we need more than that. Basically, we need yeah. to to get yeah the feedback from the company. So did you do something really different with this campaign? Did, did you, I do what? Is it the case that this campaign that you got nominated for, you did everything the same and just got luckier than usual, or did no. you change something up and it had a great result? Yeah, so that's the approach. So basically, well, with businesses, especially a business like KPMG but many other businesses like that they um, when it comes to dimension it's very often that different departments will carry out their own activities yeah. and will have their own budget own assets and it will be smaller campaigns yeah. rather than a whole holistic program dimension we really wanted to build a dimension engine and not just a dimension campaign okay so what has been different from in the past um, is that so KPMG, it was uh, after the pandemic, so they had, um, so we, we stopped uh, quite a bit uh, uh, anything around brand, but we focused on the dimension. And they had a huge pool of content, basically, that they could market yeah. and get, um, yeah, and get contact and prospect out of that. Um, 
so but usually we would work with a different department so yeah, it yeah. can be um so we received so it was it would have been 18 campaigns for example okay. um targeting different audiences about different topic and we had long yeah long conversations uh, uh, made research on and we came back and said, I think we recommend to, to do a whole program. And, and that was the col collaboration together. We, we decided to do uh, a dimension engine. So I'd, I'm really interested in, the, in this phrase, the demand gen engine. Would you spell that out for our listeners? How is an engine different to a campaign? So it, it's still a campaign. It just, it's a program. It's not... Um, it's not um, how to explain? It, it, it's really we, we built a system for for the, the business. It, it's not. It's really building the approach and how yeah. how it would work. Uh, it, it's not related only to media, but just um, how we would work uh, um, from from having the content to activating a campaign, but also uh, in the in the back how they they would follow up on the leads and then have the reporting from that and, and keep on going in the future as well. So mm. KPMG came to you and asked, you know, we'd like a demand gen campaign. And then, or, or did they say we want something yeah, much they larger? Came to, yeah, they came to us with um, a pool of content. Yeah. Each content had different target audiences. The objective was to market it and get leads out of it. The budget was quite consequent, but if it was split per each content piece, it becomes very tiny. And then you, you go with, obviously, channels like content syndication, paid social to generate leads. But um, but then that, that's it. It's not really an engine. So we came back and say, we understand that every department is putting money behind it. Every department wants their own leads. They want to prove yeah, each, each spend is bring them the leads but in this case we put kpmg as a brand um in the forefront or, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um so that um yeah so that we can promote all content to different uh, we assessed all the 18 audiences and group them into four key audiences so that we can promote all content to those audiences and uh, and see how they engage with the the content. And by putting this budget and this investment all together, we could include more media channels, so we could have some awareness activity within the engine, which is important. And how was the reaction when you? So I'm interested in the concept. I'm interested in in the very early phases where someone has come to you and said, this is what we'd like. And then you guys go away and say, we're actually going to offer them something slightly different to what they've asked. Okay. Was this an idea or a concept that you were working towards already and you thought, wow, this is the perfect time to use it? And when you pitched this to KPMG and you explained, you know, this is what we're going to be doing differently, what was their reaction like? Were they a bit hesitant, like, oh, that's not really how we do things? Or were they like, oh, yeah, great, go for it? <coughs> you mean like switching from a campaign to an engine? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like, was there something that we like, went back and said, let's do something different? Yeah, so from... From the marketing team looking after this engine, engine, um, no, they they were they were keen to do that as well. It, it's more uh, internally. 
um, where yeah, each department is expecting to get that number of leads out of the money they spend. But but we've we've done some kind of A/B testing without planning to do A/B test. But we out of uh, before to yeah to launch the engine engine a bit earlier. <laughs> um, we we had to to start with uh, three propositions uh, that needed because of the timing we needed to start them earlier. Uh, on those three propositions, we've been in, uh, activating them uh, as different siloed campaigns. So like yep. we would do before, it was three different campaigns. Yep. Uh, same budget uh, that it would happen uh, with the engine, um, but it was a activated the whole approach was very uh, siloed and these three campaigns performed well but once we started the engine we've seen that um, at the end uh, at the end of the program we've seen that the conversion rate increased by five percent no (laughs) by five that's it (laughs) Uh, the conversion rate increased by five and the cost per lead reduced by three but all of that by included some awareness activity as well. It's not, um, it, it, yeah. We we managed to assess the the success of the of the program or the engine um, as overall, yeah, as an overall um, engine. Like I'm saying it. Too. Look, um, uh, like, yeah. uh, program. Yeah, program. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, Rather than yeah, uh, per campaign. Uh, I think I think that's. I mean, the the term like engine in, or demand gen engine and like it t- tends to get quite overused in 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 marketing. Or at least certainly I've I've heard marketing departments use it before. But you know, what would you say was was the standout thing that that made the KPMG model very different? Like, what was the thing you're most proud of of this campaign? It, it's really to have uh, this approach. Um, um, not looking into um, splitting your budget across your content so that uh, it's targeted to um, to that uh, specific audience. It's really to put the brand first and put all together the all the content and go to your bigger audience segments so that you let your audience. Reason, uh, see how they resonate with the content and engage with with them. Yep. And then by investing um, more, investing yeah the time, but also um, your budget into a bigger program, you can allow to have a better media channel mix as well and uh, include some awareness activity because it, brand awareness does support a lot the mangen yep. uh, engine uh, well the mangen activities. Um, but without, um, if you do not have this investment in place, or if if your campaign is very too narrow, you, and you need to really go back to you, to your boss or your manager, yep. saying every single sp- pence, every single pence I spend yep. or pound I spend is bringing leads. Then you are you you you're limited by the media channels. Then yep. if you actually put your efforts into an engine and understand that, no, brand awareness will help. Maybe not now, maybe I cannot show it in numbers, but over time, it will definitely support the engine um, activity. And then um, 
and that, that's where yeah that's where uh, we see more success yep. basically um, yeah and uh, if i if i read that back like we, what we're saying is by creating a larger engine you're able to get a, a a broader mix of channels which allow us to balance a little bit of awareness in there that help to help to influence the the demand gen piece is yeah, that right exactly exactly because well obviously a brand like kpmg we can see um we can see across uh, the different brands we work with when we uh, use different channels such as for example uh, paid social we can see it's easier it, it, the conversion rate on the, the cpl conversion rate will be higher and cpl will be lower with a brand like kpmg because they have a strong brand someone who wants uh, to download an asset about tax and they see kpmg obviously it's going to be it's going to work better than another brand that is not as well known but that that shows that in, indeed the brand is important, um, and yeah, by running that successful campaign with uh, KPMG, we've seen that yeah, the awareness activity does help. Uh, it it adds more exposure to your audience, uh, more exposure from your brand to your audience, on uh, in, yeah, increase. Uh, so it's part of a part of a demand gen engine. What what balance? between awareness and demand gen do you recommend like as part of a wider engine piece because so many of our clients say i just want all of it spent like you said on leads like just give me yeah just give me as many leads as i can but like what's the optimal balance so there's been a great study uh from uh, linkedin on peter field on uh, lesbinet if i pronounce it correctly um that that says uh, the best split would be 46% on brand and 54% on sales activation. Um, obviously, that's from an overall business point of view on overall marketing. So you, uh, it's not a standard response to every campaign when it comes, mm-hmm. when a brief comes, then this is a split to apply. But overall, that should be the the split, uh, your marketing budget should go towards too. Yep, and but that's not, that's a broad marketing budget, exactly. I guess. Like um, in this case, we were like for, for KPMG, yeah. we're obviously doing other work for awareness, so we didn't spend forty six percent of the budget on awareness. Exactly, no, no, we didn't. Um, so we started uh, to spend. Um, it was more towards uh, seventy thirty percent. Yep. Um, so obviously for the mangen, um, obviously it, it depends as well because. We, um, this it was the first time we we started that engine, so we we focused on demand gen versus uh, brand awareness. But another approach, another uh, split we usually uh, include is also having a budget separate for test and learn. Yep. Um, so it's really important to to have that as well because that's where you can uh, improve over time and. I think that's a key part of the engine as well, right? You've got exactly. to have some ways to improve the engine. I'm going to maybe come up with an analogy here. Can I come up with one? No. Uh, the the point of an engine is something to do with how we can sustain it. Okay? Yeah, that's correct. And then make it easier over time. So once it's running, you're all good. Better, maybe. Rather than easier. Oh, yeah, better, better, better <laughs> yeah. Than easier, and that's where yeah. the test and learn comes in. So yeah, that test and learn piece, I think it, it's so it's so vital to to include. In fact, we include it in every campaign. We everything we talk to our clients about now. Exactly. Um, how how much how much would you say you allocated 
towards test and learn. So in this case, we didn't allocate a budget toward test and learn because the whole program was a test. Yep. Um, that That's what we we needed to spend time because it's not even about the media channel we are testing. It, it was actually the whole uh, process from from uh, KPMG to look at the, the content on uh, working together on building audiences on, on um, uh, come up with the approach. That was actually the test and see how, how it works uh, as well in terms of the reporting. So in this case, we didn't have a budget towards testing a new channel because it's not always about yep. testing a new media channel. But what, what we're saying, the whole campaign itself was a test. Yes. And and mm-hmm. I think that's something people sh- we should do more of in B2B. Like we should be bolder and be like, "Well, let's try this idea, try this idea. Let's exactly. let's do let, let's let's go for it." So, what was what was the really innovative element you would say that made it a test? Was it combining all these elements together that would have been separate? To, yeah, exactly, because instead of having yes, those uh, in the previous uh, years, for example, or, or many other marketers do, instead of having ten smaller campaigns happening every now and then, where it, it doesn't, you don't maximize your budget, you don't create that much exposure because it, it's not happening altogether. It's not targeting the same audience. Although you have the same audience, it might uh, it might be a bit broader that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, um, so instead of having that siloed approach, the innovation here was um, to look at yeah to come from a brand and be for two months we targeted the main KPMG as a whole, the main audience from KPMG as a whole, rather than a small department. Yep. And then we targeted them with plenty of content and then it's up to the audience and, uh, that's yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think that's also kind of a big change in like how b2b buyers are engaging with content now um you know we've seen these stats for years i think the first time i saw them was probably back in 2015 2016 but you know I, in recent recent years, I think it's, this trend is getting even stronger, which is, in fact, I was listening to Gartner say this earlier in the week, more than 43% of overall B2B buyers want, don't want to engage with a sales rep, just want to engage digitally. In, in the millennials section, it's over 50%. Um, but here was a, it, it was a really interesting stat, actually, behind this. Um, and we're going to go a little bit off topic here. But like they also said, and this was the kicker, that those that didn't engage with a sales rep at all like even though they wanted to engage less with an actual person the quality of of them was actually slightly lower uh because and they would have higher almost remorse of of, of purchase that's the wrong word but like more regret (laughs) sorry more by regret um than, than than before so it was i thought it was quite a fascinating stat that like we know we're going that way but yeah. i think there is in reality like everything you've said about engaging with sales about having you know all of that together like you need to get the right mix of of digital and and exactly uh, in person exactly um, no yeah it's more uh, more and more yeah exactly stats on gartner has shown that uh the buying cycle includes a lot more of digital interaction on on research on your own before yeah, yep. arriving to the sense. So, so we talked. You talked about some of the different types of, of channels and content that we put out there. So, what was yeah. the mix? So, yeah. So, yeah. I didn't go through that. So, um, so obviously, for most demand gen campaigns, 
uh, we include content syndication because that is a media channel that will guarantee you having a lead based on your on your target audience. Um, so we obviously had content syndication and LinkedIn as well, which performed very well. Very often we see that LinkedIn can have a higher CPL uh, for for than content syndication and. Uh, it brings other other aspects as well. There is this um, brand awareness aspect, and then uh, um, bring more engagement. So it's it's two different channels. We shouldn't compare, but LinkedIn can have higher CPMs. But for for KPMG, and at least for this campaign, we had low even lower CPM than content syndications. So wow. it was really very strong engagement on LinkedIn. Um, and also because uh, because we could promote all those assets as one campaign. I c I'm not gonna go into technical details, but how we um, activate a media channel is important too. So it it does affect it, uh, mm -hmm. and having that um, whole um, combining all these campaigns into four different group. Uh, really helped at optimizing the campaign but also yeah bringing better results is that not a standard thing that you do do you uh was it unusual to subcategorize the target markets into four groups um yeah because it's often we would have uh, one messaging targeting to one one audience group and then okay. we would target so you set up so many different campaigns timing and the budget everything goes uh, lower therefore you have less uh, less exposure because there is lower frequency and therefore so usually them the the image i have in my mind okay is like your campaign is like one big hot air balloon okay <laughs> and then usually you go loads and loads of little balloons like from the film up are you familiar <laughs> with the film up i i see the yeah okay I see the... delightful so usually <laughs> Each of those balloons attached to the house, they would be targeting a small audience, a different yeah, one each. Yeah. 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 And then you got over here, and then it separates into four on the on the big balloon. Yeah, you can say it like uh, that. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure that's the right analogy. Well, I know I'm trying to understand. Um, like I, I would see it as you would have the other way around, almost. So here's what I want to no, know. No, maybe that's I, not right. My question is, okay. When you say you're targeting one audience, you mean one audience per smaller um, campaign because we, we usually chop them up into small bits. Yeah, so for example, because uh, you would have one messaging, on, for example, um, that is targeting uh, IT people, but specifically for security, for example. Okay. Uh, and then another messaging uh, for, again, IT people, but focusing on... Uh, softwares or hardwares, okay. something different, but but it's still the same um, people. It's it, it yeah. It's just, you're still targeting the same audience type or yeah. audience profile. It's just very now job titans that are different. But why not um, uh, having because it yeah why um, why not having that. Uh, let your audience choose uh, 
to engage with the content that resonates with them. So then you regroup all your investment, all your content, um, and you put all of that together so that you target IT people. Yeah. Uh, obviously. So you really expanded the categories. Um, yeah, you don't really expand because you don't go outside your targeting. You just um, you just regroup your your efforts into your audience. I don't know how to explain, uh, but inst instead of you pushing your message to to that audience, you yeah. let your audience actually engage with what resonates best with them so how do you get them to do that so 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 what you so if i put it a different way like you are you're targeting like a broad set of individuals because because let's, let's be honest most of our clients can most of most of in the technology space it's normally one of three buckets yeah i'm going to say right it's it decision makers yeah c-suite or maybe developers right yes, in yes. those 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 are like very very broad brush yeah um but inside that, you've got a whole load of nuances. Like, you know, you could be, depending on what point they're in, in a buyer cycle. So it could mm -hmm. be you use intent platforms to understand which elements surface, but it could be cybersecurity they're, yeah. they're interested in one week. It could be cloud. It could be, it could be something completely different. And so, Emily, if I'm understanding what you're saying, like we, <laughs> we were able to use a broad brush and all the content that's out there. And then we could essentially measure the intent intent's probably the wrong word but allow people to engage with content that interested the most yeah and then you know target those those prospects in a way that then brought them to conversion so yeah. is it the so let's use another analogy is it the case that normally let's say we're at a restaurant okay okay and you got a load of it people around the table and you're the waitress okay is it the case that normally with your campaigns, you're like, I think I know exactly the meal they want. And then you go and bring them that meal. Okay. And now you bring them a small menu where you're like, these are meals. I, I, I know you're going to be interested in this, these, one of yeah. these three, I think you're going to like. But the, yeah. di the difference is, no, well, Emily, I'll let you jump in first. No, no, go but, for it. But the difference is like someone might bring you one meal in the old way. They might have bought you one meal and then you go, I'm not interested. Yeah, and then that's, that's, that's it. You don't get any food. Exactly. And now you get a menu, and you can pick what what interests you. Yeah. And then when you pick on that menu, you then get a I'm going to say a more personalised second menu of other things that you might find. And they go, oh, you liked fish. Here's another fish that you might like. Exactly. Yeah. And is that not annoying for the customer in some way? Why would that be annoying? Right. Well, see, yeah, we're at a restaurant, but with marketing, the, the special thing about marketing is. In this marketing restaurant, they never even really want to be at the table, in my experience, okay? Right. So the reason we give them the food in the first place and don't ask them what they want is because we don't trust them to read our menu. Mm. Well, why would you go to a restaurant in the first place? Yeah, well, that's just the analogy. Like marketing, we send out emails, we send out content, and the reason we're sending them content is to make it easier for them to receive that content because we don't think that they're going to go looking for what we want or we don't with the reason we have to put it in front of them is because they're not going and getting it um no it's it's sometime you, you might i mean i do that for example with uh, uh marketing content right i if i need to find out something i will do research and we do that a lot yeah. uh, for for media planning but 
but uh, I I go on LinkedIn and I see a report that uh, looks very interesting and I will download it, consume it, but I might have not known that that report exists. I need to get into the headspace of someone who's good at their job and works hard and that's where i that's where i fall down really yeah because well, you don't work hard <laughs> exactly that yeah, the um the the i i think for, and i i always butcher this like it, it's a new paradigm in how you think about is that even the right word yeah it's a new paradigm point. in how we think about marketing and i remember being a, a long time ago back when i was at university like the whole way of thinking about at marketing was either marketing does things to you or you do things to marketing do you do you you follow me um and so we're getting to a point where we're giving users uh, prospects sorry more choice in what they can what they can have and then we're personalizing their experience off the back of it through clever media planning and and so on exactly for for that on on that note that it's a bit outside of the dimension activity but linkedin or any other any publisher or any Mm -hmm. um um, yeah, anything you will go online. If we keep on digital, for example, you will be advertised. That's uh, that's also um, the ad space will be there. But now we are being more clever to to be able to for you to see an ad that is interesting to you, rather than anything that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not. Um, I see. Like there is a whole conversation about yeah, especially. Um, uh, I remember I did my master thesis about ad blocking, so that was the whole. Um, your your thesis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and yeah, at that time it was a whole conversation about ad blocking, and like there are two point of views. But in in my point of views, you will have an ad an ad coming like showing up to you. Like mm-hmm. you're reading news, you're uh, on social media, you're consuming internet for free. Um, and in exchange of that, you're allowing an advertiser to to show you an ad. Um, but what improved over the years is that we personalize it better for you, so that mm-hmm. uh, it's more interesting to you. But I mean, in uh, in B two B and B two C is different. In in this case, for uh, KPMG or any B two B campaign you really promote um, at that point it's them downloading a content asset that can help them to do their job mm. or if not they don't download it we, we don't um, it's not as I don't know to refer back to the analogy it's not as intri- it's not pushing we are not um, saying now you downloaded this content like you need to buy something now yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's different it's 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 data that we are providing as well the the target audience because in, yeah in B two B we we provide uh, we promote a service that a company can help that person do their its job better basically. That's brilliant. We haven't talked about programmatic. You talked about content yeah, syndication, so yeah, programmatic. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what were the other channels, Emily? Um, Take us through the channels. So yeah, on social media, and then that's where we had because. Uh, by regroup again, I'm gonna repeat, but by regrouping all those companies to one project, your investment, your time, uh, all of it, um, into that uh, one campaign, uh, we could include awareness activities that definitely help. So that's the the challenge we see because every time we want, uh, like we include uh, awareness at the reporting, it's well there is no lead coming out of it so it's a lot of investment but no lead but that's because it doesn't 
the results are not shown directly, but it's definitely supports all the other channels, but supports also uh, in the future for, for your future campaigns. Um, because you start uh, targeting um, your prospects, they might not be interested now, but they know your brand now for next year when they might need your service. Um, so yeah, so we could include uh, programmatic advertising as well. So we could uh, have yeah KPMG um, brand um, on. So yeah, for with programmatic, uh, we so we could promote the, not only the KPMG brand but the content into websites that are a very premium business on finance or IT websites, depending on the audience, um, to help support that basically. Awesome. So, so was there any new? We talked a lot about the engine and and so on. Were there any new techniques or te or technologies that you use as part of those channels? For this engine, we uh, we haven't, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of technologies that can help on demand gen in general. Uh, for example, at the moment we are working. Um, I'm saying it, it's not related to media, but uh, for example, uh, Turtle, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, provide uh, better engagement, uh, engaging uh, uh, content assets. And that's why, because we want, um, it's not enough to generate a lead. It's not, we just, we don't want just the download. We want the person who downloaded to, and to actually consume the assets so that they, when they are followed up, by the salespeople, that's when they they will ha have better. They, they can generate an opportunity because they will have uh, actually consumed the asset and want to find out more. But yeah, again, that's not media because um, it, it's not just media. Obviously, when you you build a demand gen engine, um, and then uh, when it comes to media, uh, there are also targeting approaches. So because we we mentioned. We didn't mention, we started to mention intent, but for example, you can apply even further the intent monitoring so that mm -hmm. you can target companies or people based on on what they consume recently so that you can find out, okay, they're in the market for it now. So, um, but yeah, on different, we are using also um, converter that help us uh, validating leads, but also by removing a lot of manual work, finding out when a media partner is actually delivering the right yep. leads, is it a lot of them are rejected? Come, come back that to that quality question we had earlier exactly. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Looking at, yeah, not the number of leads, but what leads we, we, we generated. The, the, it, it's just, <coughs> I, I, yeah, and you mentioned a lot of our partners, strategic partners here as well, like Converter and Turtle and so on. Yeah. I think all of them kind of play really well into that engine of, 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 of creating something uh well creating something special uh to, to, we talked about the balance between awareness and, and demand gen as well like would you say there's anyone that's doing that particularly well in the b2b space uh, it's it's harder to to know because demand gen is as i said the reporting on how to measure success is based on lots of the information salespeople provide us so knowing how many opportunities have been generated how many uh, meetings project ones so without being involved in the campaign, it's hard to know how the Manjian activity has been successful, like in outside uh, of what you you've been the companies you work with, because it's not like in B two C where you see or um, or in, not like in brand where you see a creative or a way of uh, a media 
plan has been built that you know like oh I really like that so it's very hard to know what has been successful makes sense and and like I'm just trying to think of the other questions we had one question here about talking about the removal of third party cookies like do you see that impacting us at all uh, well it will but uh, recently I think they so they've extended the deadline yes so have, it's yeah. happening later um, I think it, it doesn't affect um, it, it affects a lot of publishers and it will rely a lot more on first party data and contextual targeting but that's something we do it heavily already yep. uh, so it's just a question of uh, improving that aspect um, but I think it's yeah it's uh, still being searched how to uh, look at how to do remarketing uh, on different ways to use cookies yeah so yeah and I think I think a lot of this yeah you're right does go to contextual it's going to be really interesting to see how this market evolves in the next exactly. next few years like we, the Google move has bought everyone a little bit more time um, yeah. and I feel everyone's relaxed a little over it but um, I'm sure this time next year we'll be in the same be in the same exactly. position yeah everyone's just yeah. going to dance until it's right around the corner and freak <laughs> just out like again. doing their homework they'll be like oh, I'm not going to worry about yeah. that now Let's oh my god no there is oh, oh come on I thought they were going to do that again my dog ate my other cookie <laughs> yeah, yeah the so we we've talked a lot about kind of we really we delved into the engine some of the different elements of it like if you were to take this forward to our next b2b client which i'm sure there will be another one coming down the <laughs> coming down the uh, pipeline soon like what are the two to three things that we want to tell them like that, we, that we'd start with like if you were to take all the learnings we've had um from from this nomination like what are the two or three things that we'd want to take forward to our next campaign spending it both time and unfortunately not all marketers like that but also budget uh, yep. uh, spending both uh, into uh, really building that program for, for your business and have a, um, an overview for a long term rather than just now or not I have budget this quarter and I yep. need that number of leads and think of it like always on type thing is exactly yep. having that always on approach understanding that results come in the long term that's something that for this campaign has been quite good as well is we've really when reporting we took into account as well the buying cycle so for a business like kpmg the buying cycle is quite uh, it's quite long so we didn't start it to assess the, the results of the campaign as soon as it finished we considered um, uh, a longer time to actually realize how much uh, yep. um, results it, it brought so understanding that yeah it takes time to see results especially when you start uh, uh, when you start all of, all of that if you're you don't invest that much into brand awareness expect time for it to to bring results um and then um and yeah i think the test and learn approach as well is very yep. important um so you can test a process like we've did with uh, like we've done um you can test uh, different things it can be an approach a strategy or a media channel and then you can include yeah test a new media channel see if it works or not uh but so that it's uh gets better yeah. yeah so i mean those are i mean those are two stellar tips so make sure you invest in awareness mm. and think think long term and think and, and always iterate to improve and i think that creates mm. an incredibly innovative campaign do you think kpmg deserve to take home the gold on this yes, one yes of course <laughs> yeah, yeah of course you're like we'd always no, say that it's, but it's, it, it's it, i mean they're up for two awards for this uh, uh you know as we mentioned so not only but best demand gen campaign but best 
corporate decision maker campaign Ooh. which is a, a mouthful of an award uh, if i've ever heard one but i think they deserve to win win both certainly for this incredible engine that we've created so emily thank you very much for joining us thank you so on much the Tech marketing <laughs> podcast today uh that i think we've got a few we've got a, with the next series of this we're going through um uh the other side we're going to be talking about awareness uh with one of your colleagues so make sure to join us in a future episode where we're going to be talking about how to what you should consider when creating an awareness campaign from the other side of the fence um and i'm sure we're going to talk a lot about demand gen there as well but emily it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast today and hope to have you on soon yeah thank you (laughs) 